Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 848 of the Juice Box Podcast. Shannon is my guest today, and she is the mother of a child with type 1 diabetes who went through the Temizoplob trial. So Temizoplob is T-Zealed. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back uh, like a week, and there's a great episode that explains T-Zealed. But anyway, they went through the trial, and uh, what you'll hear is interesting. If you're unaware, T-Zealed is a drug that suppresses the specific T-cells that are known to attack the pancreatic beta cells. I recorded this episode prior to the FDA approval of T-Zealed, but it doesn't change the story. This is just a, you know, a firsthand experience uh, from somebody whose child went through the clinical study. It's uh, worth listening to. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Speaking of diabetes research... You can help it by going to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Join the registry, fill out a simple survey. When you complete the survey, you've helped. It's that easy. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. Today's podcast is also sponsored by U.S. Med. U.S. Med is where my daughter gets her diabetes supplies from, and you could as well. USmed.com forward slash juicebox or call 888-721-1514 to get your free benefits check. My name is Shannon, and I have a daughter who was diagnosed with type 1 um, last March in 2021. Mm-hmm. And it came as quite a surprise, quite a shock. Um, she was, <clears throat> excuse me, diagnosed um, gifted when she was younger. And so they kind of said um, at the onset of that, because I thought she had like Asperger's or something. Um, and I am a teacher by trade mm -hmm. and just knew that you have early interventions and helps the progress. And so I just said to the psychologist, like, hey, I'm just here because she's exhibiting X, Y, and Z. And I just want to help. What do I do? And um, we got to the end of it. She came out and said, oh, my goodness, you're so tired. I said, yes, I am. Thank you for seeing through all of this. <laughs> um, and she just kind of said, like, progressed kind of this route, lots of um, gifted programs in the school system. Um, but you should also look for these things. So OCD, um, ADD or HD often come up, um, at some point during schools. And because I'm a teacher by trade, um, I, I knew that sometime during the second and third grade year, you can kind of see those things, um, become more prevalent. And so, um, that was during COVID year. So in, um, January of 2020, or just before that, I started noticing like, she was a little more, um, you know, sketchy. She didn't know what was happening. She would forget, you know, directions that I would say or what have you. My husband had a stroke shortly after that. Um, and so everybody just kept, when I would bring it up to somebody, everybody would say like, I think it's because of everything that's going on in your life. Like, I think you should just, she's a well-developed child. She's not, um, you know, her grades are not suffering. There's, there's nothing, you know, medically wrong, whatever. But I just knew that something was wrong, but it took um, about another year for it to show its face. And so um, we went through the rest of that summer. Of course, nobody was allowed anywhere, you know, inside of public buildings. So she was outside running and playing all the time. And um, eventually over the next several months, um, you know, all the normal symptoms that you start to see that you look back and you're like, oh, I wish I'd thought more of that, um, started to come through and, um, it was a Wednesday night and we had seen, my husband and I had Ooh, talked like, Sh Shannon, goodness, before, you, like, before you go into this, I have things I have to pick apart because there's a lot here and I want to make sure I understand. Everything. Okay. <laughs> go for it. All right. Yeah. So your daughter who is how old 
when she, by the way, you said diagnosed as gifted, which I found amusing. Yeah. But when, when, so she was, so what happened? They, they came to you and they said, kids seem smart, want to give her a test, something like that. So she was um, three and I've, I'm a teacher. And so I love collecting extra fun games and, you know, what have you. And a friend was homeschooling. Her children were over there. She gave me a game. It's like a state puzzle. Um, you put together the puzzle on one side. It's like all color says the names of the states. But on the other side, it's like just black and white. Mm-hmm. has no labels or anything. And she um, would start doing that side of the puzzle and then would like flip it over, put the puzzle back together, decide to name and memorize where those states were. And she couldn't read it this time. So it's just like us telling her like, oh, that's Nevada and that's yeah. Washington or what have you. And um, she would flip it back over, do the white side. And then in her head, she like had divided it into like different sections. Um, and so she would say, she would go, mommy, test me, test me. So I'd say, okay, I'd like point to a random state like Missouri, middle of nowhere. And she was like, oh, that's Missouri in section five. And like she had made up this like yeah, her own like sections and system. everything. And so right. and she was I three? didn't teach her that. Um, I mean, she was like three, four okay. around that time. Um, but yeah, it was yeah. super early. I don't, um, hey, I don't want to break your stride, but stop tapping the table, okay? Okay, gotcha. Okay, okay. Um, and so, and go ahead. It was just overwhelming. It was just a lot. I knew that that was not um, a typically developing four-year-old. Um, and that, so again, does that scare you or make you excited at that point? Is she your only child? She is our only child. Because I can, um, I'm imagining did both. Yeah, I, I'm imagining I'd be like, finally, this kid's brilliant. <laughs> We'll throw a saddle on her, ride her right to the bank, right? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That's exactly right. We said, we're just going to get you hooked up to Mensa and move on with life. Finally, um, things I mean, are going my both. way. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it did right. both. And again, like, because I had, um, I've taught everything from preschool to high school, and the preschool is, is if you can get a, a diagnosis of, of, you know, somewhere on the spectrum and can get great interventions, you don't have any, any typically if they're functioning um, you don't have like long-term, you know, crazy things that are, are huge burdens or struggles. And so that's all I wanted. I, when I, I finally went to the psychologist um, that's all I wanted. I just wanted to know what am I looking at and, and how do I help it? Um, and then when she kind of came out of the room and was like, Oh, she's just super gifted. Um, I was like, like oh, great. Okay, well, now what? But I then, don't... <laughs> but then, are you saying that in the in the ensuing years, she starts exhibiting other traits that, like, I've always heard people say, right? What what do they say? There's a thin line between genius and madness, or something like that. So, yep. So, what starts happening as she gets older that makes you think, uh oh, this isn't okay? So she has been blessed. We have been blessed with phenomenal teachers along the way. So her kindergarten year, um, she had this amazing teacher who would just sing and dance and laugh and take the kids outside. And um, she was kind of the oldest in the class. And so she just kind of took the lead and she was kind of the uh, teacher's aide that year. And I am friends with the teacher. And so um, she was like, I hope you don't think I'm not teaching her. I'm like, it's kindergarten. She should be outside digging in dirt and um, looking at butterflies and all these great things. So it was fine. Um, and then in first grade, um, her teacher just thought she was the best thing next to sliced bread and would always tell me like, oh, well, she, you know, she was over helping so-and-so and she would do this, you know, but she finished early. And so I let her go do that. Um, and it was just always like everybody kept she's really done with everything. I don't, I don't know what else to teach her. Um, and it wasn't until about second grade, um, that I really started seeing like, there's a big distance in some of the things that, that the school district is teaching versus what she wants to know. And again, her teachers have been fabulous. There's nothing that they, um, could have, would have, should have, like, it's nothing, you know, if I would go back and do the same thing all over again, Mm -hmm. But she just started to do things, you know, like look out the window or she would, um, you know, every kid comes home. What'd you do today? Nothing. Or you get like, this is what we did on the playground. She would detail 
every single event. The teacher said this, she was standing over here, then this kid did that, and this kid did this, and I, okay, but what did you do? Um, and and she could never recall that. It was always, um, I mean, I don't know. I was just doing my work. I'm watching I the it world. I it I'm watching the world, and I'm reporting on it. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. so is that a is that a diagnosable problem? Um, I mean, everybody calls her a parrot because she just kind of repeats everything. <laughs> that doesn't sound health related. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. So. so I think that that is what drove me to have the investigation of, is this something I'm looking at that's autism? Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't. And so that's fine. I move on. And she's in the gifted classes at school. Um, And then, like I said, that second um, grade year was for her, the COVID year. And so everybody got shipped home. And like I said, my husband had a stroke. He's He's fine. Um, but there was just like so much going on. And so everybody just kind of kept passing it off. But I was like, there's something more like this is this is progressively getting different looking. Mm. Um, I don't think she, you know, everybody will talk about like the progression of type one. I don't think she had type one when she was, you know, six in first grade. But there was there was always an illness. There was always some issue. You know, she had. 10 bouts with strep throat, finally had her tonsils and adenoids taken out, um, had several other things. Like in the beginning of her life, she was um, born with hip dysplasia. So we had to, she had to be in braces for first year of her life. Then she was diagnosed with a, a kidney um, disease. And so um, all of those things, like when you get to, to nine years old, which is when she was diagnosed, when you get to eight turning nine, everything just kind of was like, I mean, I feel like we've had some battles, but this is this looks totally different mm-hmm. than anything else. Um, and her teachers, her teachers were so wonderful that year. When I finally kind of was like, "We got to just go get," you know, I have a, a sorority sister that's a school psychologist. You know, I'm asking her, "Tell me all the things that I can take that are are supplements. What's going to be good for helping attention? What's going to be good for?" Um, you know, creating memory, you know, um, do I go as far as to like, get like, you know, step one, step two, step three in the morning, and then you have to do these five things before bed. You have all sorts of teaching things that you do as a, a educator. And really, everybody just kept telling me to try this and that. And it was just like a crapshoot. And it never, um, so, it never worked. Nothing, nothing really changed. So, so you were concerned enough about her overall being that you kept looking for answers to it, but was she struggling or was it just something that you saw that bothered you? I think it was both. I think looking back, her A1C at diagnosis was 13.9. So you don't get there in one month's time. Um, And so I think that it had been, whether it was three months or a year, regardless, um, I think there were just things that like kept leading up to this is becoming more of a problem. So, she, um, so on the health side, you saw a lot of illnesses and, and on the attention side, I feel like we're not splitting these up. Well, I'm sorry. So on the health side, no, it's okay. Of, they're not. I think that they're so aligned. Oh, I see that. Okay. You that see them as like, I was like one never able to Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was okay. never able to split something. I, you know, hip dysplasia surely has nothing to do with type one diabetes, but, um, my gosh, she's had strep throat so much, you know, is, is that, you know, hurting the outcome of whatever is happening, um, with this attention thing, they kind of told me at, um, when she was diagnosed gifted, um, to watch for these things. I'm an educator. It's now second and third grade and I'm in Florida and Florida. We test beginning statewide in third grade. So my mind's just going towards all of those things of like, Hey, I want to prepare. I mean, I literally told the teachers in third grade, she had the same teachers, um, the second and third grade. So second grade for her again was COVID year. And so they looped up with their class, which was such a blessing um, for a million different reasons, but she knew them. She had a relationship with them. And so I literally like pre-planning week, I work in the same school that she's at. And I went down and said to them, I know you think I'm crazy. 
I am. It's okay. But you're going to need to watch this. I've seen a lot of things over the summer that just don't make sense. And I, uh, this year, I want to make sense of it. And if it does happen to deal with attention, I want to go ahead. I'm not afraid of medication. It's just a, a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, okay, all right. But I just kept seeing things that were not adding up. Um, and March was diagnosis. It was It was not one thing. It was not... Um, a particular illness um, that that led there, but I knew um, probably in February that some we are going to end up at the doctor. I called the pediatrician and said, "Hey, like maybe spring break, can I go for um, you know a whole bunch of blood work, pull her vitamins, pull you know different mineral levels? I don't know what." what is happening, but something is different. Yeah. You Um, you know, you're in trouble when you start talking about like, I think I'm going to put tea tree oil in a diffuser and see if (laughs) you're out of answers at that point. Right. Um, but it doesn't mean you're out of, out of things that you're seeing. Like you keep seeing things and doctors are telling you like, it's okay. And you're like, well, it doesn't seem okay. And so on the, on the psychological side with just with her mind, like, you know, and, and, When you have diabetes and use insulin, low blood sugar can happen when you don't expect it. Gvoke Hypopen is a ready-to-use glucagon option that can treat very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Find out more. Go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. shouldn't be used in patients with theochromocytoma or insulinoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com slash risk. I'm going to tell you about one of the better decisions I made last year. I switched Arden's delivery of her diabetes supplies from where we were getting them to U.S. Med. And U.S. Med is more than edging out the service that we were getting from that previous company. Right from the comfort of your home or office, you can join over 1 million satisfied customers who rely on U.S. Med for courteous, knowledgeable, and trained customer care. And their representatives are going to keep you up to date with your medical and diabetic supplies all delivered right to your door. usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514 to get your free benefits check right now. US Med features a litany of things that you're going to love. How about an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau? They accept Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. They carry everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like the Freestyle Libre 3, the Dexcom G6, and a little bird told me the Dexcom G7 coming very soon. They always provide you with 90 days worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. Better service and better care is what you're going to get when you go to usmed.com forward slash juice box. On top of all of this, USMed is now dispensing Novolog Insulin Aspart and Humalog Insulin Lispro through their pharmacy benefits. What are you waiting for? usmed.com forward slash juice box 888-721-1514. USMed is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre systems nationwide. They are the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash. They are the place we got Arden's Omnipod 5s from. USMed provides Arden with her Dexcom supplies. And they're the number one fastest growing tandem distributor nationwide. I mean, I guess I could say it again, but are you just already online getting it done? Are you even listening to me anymore? Or have you already called 888-721-1514? Don't like the phone? usmed.com forward slash juice box. The other day I got an email from USMed and it said, are you, uh, you want some more supplies? Uh, I guess it was time. And I said, yes, I clicked the button and then they just showed up. You want to do it like that? It's pretty damn easy. usmed.com forward slash juice box. keeping her health out of it for a second. Did um, did she ever kind of tumble into any of the things that they told you to be careful of? Because my, my feeling is that someone told you your kid's gifted, but hey, be careful because this could just be a precursor to something you don't want to happen. Did any of those things actually happen? Um, I don't believe they have. Okay. I think that what I was watching... Um, 
was was dysglycemia. I think I was watching her sugar go up and down and nobody knew that that's what was happening because she would all of a sudden have this horrible crying spell and be shaking. And I'm like thinking that I have a child with anxiety, which, which also comes along with giftedness. Um, And so I'm just like, it's okay. Let's have a snack, have some water. You can sit with me. Her teacher would like our rooms were upstairs, downstairs from each other. And she would call me and say like, meet me at the steps. Like she just needs to come take a break. I would find her in my closet before school, um, crying. She didn't know where I was. She would get very nervous if, um, she was away from me for a long time. Um, I work at my church and it's very, you know, like two miles from our house. And I would go up there for, for, you know, women's Bible study or a a luncheon or dinner or something. And she would always, what time are you coming back? What time is that going to be? What if, what do I do if you're late? My husband and I have a great relationship. He, you know, is here with her. Obviously we're not leaving here by herself at eight years old. And so I, honey, daddy's here. It's okay. You can can talk to him, trust him. Um, but it was just a different level. And, um, I understand but again, that. like I said, looking back, I think it was more of just the ups and downs beginning to happen. Yeah. Now I understand now. Hey, real quick question. Women's Bible mm-hmm. study. You really just get together in a room and you complain about your husband's, but you're holding a Bible when it happens, right? No, no. Are you sure? Well, maybe some of them. All I don't right. know about all of them. Mm-hmm. I can speak for ours. Ours is um, a wonderful group of ladies that um, you're actually reading the Bible. We are actually reading the Bible. We're checking on each other. Um, We have such a great community um, that people are having babies and everybody's going over to take the other kids and drop off a meal and clean the house. And um, no, it's wonderful. All right. Uh, Okay. I'll take you at your word. So um, I have to tell you, my one takeaway from this first 20 minutes is whoever told you your kid was gifted and then in the next breath said, hey, be careful. They might be autistic is a shitty person and should not have put stuff like that in your head. And I really am. I genuinely bothered by that. Like it just, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like somebody came up to you and said, Hey, you won the lottery. By the way, did you know lottery winners often shoot each other? You know, like, <laughs> you know, like it's just a very, I think it was just kind of watch out for these. I know, things. I know Shannon, but it got so far into your head and then you, it did. And then forest and trees. And then she's having these, these situations that are likely, like you said, from bouncing blood sugars. And instead of you being able to go, this seems like a health issue. You were like, maybe she's becoming something else. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. Her brain's yeah. like, like a, is, is coming after her. What I don't know, whatever the hell you might've been thinking, it put you into a mindset and it feels like it didn't let you see everything else because of that. And that's a shame, you know? Well, and I think that, I think it was all out of, of helpfulness. I don't think any of it was, I mean, I myself, like I'm looking at my three-year-old who's like holding up the outline of Nevada or Missouri, even (laughs) like Missouri is harder to identify. Oh, that's Missouri in, you know, zone six. Um, (laughs) That that's, that's atypical. Yeah. I know you're like, uh Oh, this kid, this kid, we're going to be in the rain man movie, by the way, rain man. Yeah. Was that just, yeah. What was that movie actually about? It's such an old, all right, we're not going to go down that road. I'm sorry. I just, (laughs) I realized that was like, that's okay. But we, that, I mean, we did have that conversation. My, my husband and I like, Oh my gosh, is this what we're up against? Um, and I, you know, I don't take any offense to, she was so great. I've used her several times, um, over the years, the, the psychologist, mm-hmm. um, I think it's just, um, I am, um, I want to know information. I am a research junkie. We will find that out when I talk to you about teplizumab. I just want to know all the facts. If you just tell me what I'm up against, I can face it. It's so it's going to be okay. There's there's insurmountable things that that we're up against every day. Everybody has a hill that they have to climb. But my positive attitude is is okay. So tell me all of the things that may or may not happen, and I'll be able to to run with it from there. Yeah. No, I appreciate so, that. So, okay. So I, I, before we head down this other direction about clinical trials, I have to ask you, your husband has type two and you said he had a stroke. Yeah, okay. it was wild. It was unexpected. Um, he, um, about, 
I guess, 12 years ago, had a neck injury. And so he had a couple of neck surgeries. And so um, he was on various medicines for this, that pain, get out of this, change that, have this surgery, pain, get out of that. And so there was a period of about five years where, um, although it was, you know, managed, quote unquote, it was more or less um, in and out of doctor offices, just trying to make sure that his neck gets fixed so that he can walk around and function through life. And he is, it's, it's fine. Um, but that, that gave way to my blood sugars are not going to be as controlled as they were. And his father has had, I mean, oh gosh, eight to 10 stents. I mean, he has a a laundry list of health problems as well. And so this was inherited. Um, What we didn't know was that he also had high blood pressure. And so over the years, you go back and forth to the doctor and he was keeping up with it, but um, just was not well managed. And so um, the week that he ended up, it was a Friday. He had kind of a precursor of it on Tuesday. Um, we could just kind of thought he had the flu and this is, this is, you know, COVID's coming out. And I was like, I don't want to come near you. You stay right there on the couch. There's a bucket over there. Just throw up there if you're going to get sick. And, um, <laughs> the next 24 hours, less us are approved to be that it has nothing to do with the flu. Yeah. Um, he um, knew something was off, drove to work, um, got to work, was real confused, unable to like kind of put together a sentence. His coworkers were like, bro, you don't yeah. <laughs> sound good. Don't you don't look wrong. good. Like, what's going on? He's like, I don't know. I forgot my bag at home. I'll be right back. Which, we, I mean, his work was like 20 minutes away. He should have never gotten back in a car. Um, but he did. They um, called me at school and... Um, found me and were like, he left, but we don't really think he should have left. Can you track him? I think we might, he might be having a stroke. So I found him. I called the um, urgent care that he was going to. I went there. I'm like, you know, heaving. I think he's having a stroke. We have to go. Can he stay here? Do we need to call him? You know, I'm going through this whole thing. They're right. like, I, I think you have time. We went to the hospital and within like five minutes, they, um, had him back in MRI. They were fantastic, um, took care of everything. And so the next several months, we're just getting his numbers back into control and he's doing a great job now. So his last A1C was 6.7. Right. Um, and so now it's a competition between the the two of them. Wow. Mine's the best because I don't have diabetes. But <laughs> I'm winning this. Um, yeah, so, so I have to win at something. Okay, so he has type 2 um prior to this event was his a1c much higher oh yes 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 significantly higher um and then i mean it's not 14 but it was at least nine or ten and um what also we didn't know is that his cholesterol was going up his his um blood pressure was going up and so um he had like a foot injury a couple years prior to this and so um it was it was like just one thing. It was just a big battle. Just got real confusing. And finally he, um, you know, with the help of his lovely adoring wife, mm. hunkered down. And, uh, so what, I what, what took a bunch of stuff and just threw it out. <laughs> what? Yeah. I was going to say, what <laughs> happens in that situation is that doctors are like, are they telling him he's doing okay? Or are they telling him this isn't okay? Or is he hiding how his health is going from you? Um, I could see it. Um, he was not going to the doctor as often as he needed to. Um, the endocrinologist that he was working with, um, would, would see him like every two or three years. And then it was just the PA and I'm definitely not knocking the PA because he was wonderful, but there were not a lot of changes. Um, now knowing what I know about insulin, a hundred percent, you should have been <laughs> taking way more than what you were taking. I see. Um, and I, I think they were just trying to manage little diet changes. Mm-hmm. You know, type two uh, is such a different world. They, they want you to make diet changes, but sometimes it, it cannot be handled just through diet. It has to, you also have to have an insulin therapy. So, right. um, he has I just think everybody now. was, 
Um, no, he's like just on Trulicity. So okay. he'll take that once a week. And then um, because he has heart issues as well. They think his stroke was from a cardiac embolism. And so they have him on some, um, it's like a, I'm going to say metformin and something else, but I'm sure that's not right. But it's a drug that kind of protects the heart as well as helps with okay. insulin resistance. Um, and he's doing great on it. How long did it take him to develop neuropathy? Oh, gosh. Let's see. He probably was like diagnosed uh, early in our marriage. Um, 15 years ago, 17 mm. years ago, um, light, like he could still feel things, but after his neck surgeries, um, it, it exponentially became Worse. faster. Okay. Um, so I would say like a solid 10 years, mm -hmm. he, he, seven to 10 years, it's been hard. Okay. Um, and then definitely the last five years. And I think it probably progressed faster because, um, he wasn't as on top of it as he should have been. Mm -hmm. um, and now um, he actually is having some progress forward. He's actually beginning to have some feeling um, back in his, his lower legs. That's the comes down. Yeah. yeah. So it, that's, that's, that's excellent. great news and, and hope. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. All right. Uh, okay. So. I think the theme of why you want to, a half an hour later, I think the theme of why you wanted to come on, right, <laughs> is about, you want to talk about clinical trials. And specifically, are you, is your daughter in one? She is. Okay. Yep. So tell me how. She's in the infamous teplizumab trial. Tell me how you got into that. So um, she was diagnosed on a Sunday and we had the, the, you know, education classes get sent home. We were actually on spring break that week. <clears throat> So we go back to school the following week and I had had pretty much just told everybody, my partner teacher, her teachers, anybody else in the building, if you see me and I'm not in my classroom, I'm attending to my kid and I just need your forgiveness ahead of time um, because I, my whole world has just been shifted upside down. Um, I was looking through all my stuff in preparation for this and they send you home with this packet that's like half an inch thick of like instructions for mm -hmm. discharge and next insulin dose is at 3.30 and I have heard you talk and of course other people like they're sending you home with this kid and you're like, but this can kill you? But I'm supposed to give it at 3.30? I don't, I don't have a clue as to what I'm doing. Um, and of course I was not sleeping. She was, of course, at that point, still having high blood sugars within a couple of weeks, started having lows because now her body is like, Oh, thank God you found me in this state of distress. Um, and so it, it was just wild. And so <clears throat> the clinic that we see here in town came up on my phone. And so my kids knew the drill. I, um, said the kid's name that I, we, we had all worked out like what was going to happen. The doors were going to open so that the other teacher knew I was walking out of class for a minute. And I took a phone call and the person on the other line said, hello, I'm so-and-so I'm with, um, Nemours clinical research. Um, this is what we're about to do. Um, and we were wondering if we could send you some more information and if you would like to participate in this. And I mean, mind you, maybe 12 days had gone by maybe. Um, and I was just picking up the phone cause I'm like, Oh my goodness, it's, it's, you know, endocrinology. I have to talk to them about something obviously. Um, and so he was so gracious and, and answered all of my immediate questions, which were like, I have no idea what this is. Where do I get more information? Can you email me some things? Um, there's a huge article uh, by the New England Journal of Medicine, um, and he was gracious enough to, to send me that document, as well as the study findings um, for the previous two trials. So we were are still in phase three, and so he sent me phase one and two and all of the, the information. And so he said, you know, I'll give you the weekend. Can we set a time, you know? In a few days, too, um, you can talk to the lead doctor and, and any other questions you and your family have at that point, um, you know, we can answer them. And so that was, I don't know, like a Thursday or a Friday. And the following Tuesday was our appointment to talk to the doctor. And and literally my husband's first response was, if, if our participation in this can help 
someone else um, not have to go through this, why would we say no? Mm -hmm. And my initial (laughs) response was, oh my goodness, I'm going to have all this research and all these doctors and nurses like right at my fingertips. I know nothing. I need them. So yes is my answer. Um, But it's a pretty intense trial. Um, and, and yes, the reason why I said, please, can I come be on the show is, is to tell everybody to please get involved in a clinical trial. This one is obviously extensive. They're not all like this. Um, but this is why we have the things that we have. This is why we have FIAS. This is how Omnipod 5 is able to, to come on to the market. This is why the G7 is getting smaller. People are going through trials. People are giving other suggestions of, of side effects and ways that we can maybe combat that and what have you. And I just want to be a proponent of those trials. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be endocrinology. If you have, you know, a bunch of heart issues in your family, then then by all means, search those things. Ask your cardiologist. Um, and you can they what you what I think a lot of people don't know is like you can readily go search them up on clinicaltrials.gov yep. um, and find a whole bunch of trials. Um, and then talk to your doctor. Some of them are, are like ours, really intense. And then some of them, you know, I have a friend who did one who just answered, um, you know, some mental health types of questions with, with being a parent of a type one and answering, answering mental health questions. Um, and so it was like literally just on her phone once a day, she had to do it. And it was for like six weeks. Wow. That's, that's really you, simple. You might end up helping somebody. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. So <sighs> You find this trial, right? And it's one of those trials they want to get you on very quickly. Is that correct? That's correct. You yeah. have to begin treatment within six weeks. Okay. So tell me how, and that happened for you. So how long ago was that now? So that was, um, we were diagnosed March of 2020 and um, like four, no, 2021. Like 14 months and, ago. Yep. Is she, and still, is she still in the trial? Yep. Wow. The last... Um, uh, month we will be in actual phase three will be um, July. So, um, I mean, she was having blood work. I mean, I think the fourth week of diagnosis, so post one month, and then she, you have to have a mixed meal tolerance test, which is just like the the pregnancy glucose test, mm-hmm. um, to see what your body does. Um, your pancreas still has to be working. So okay. with teplizumab, the um, wonderful Francisco who came on and talked about it, the guy who heads up Prevention Bio, sure. um, he explained it so well that the goal is to go in and and tell the beta cells or the T cells, the beta cells are not the enemy. It's okay. Leave them alone and kind of disrupt all of that and, and change it back to where the beta cells can produce some insulin. Mm-hmm. That's in my terms. He explains it way better. <laughs> well, what did I say? It was 452, I think. So everybody should go back and listen to 452. Episode 452, yeah. He was really yes. wonderful. Uh, they'll be back on soon. A couple, oh, a couple, that be, I can't wait. In to a listen. couple of months. Um, so d- have you noticed any difference? I mean, is this a double blind study? Is it possible she's not getting to Mizoplob? Or what do you got? It is a double blind. Um, it's randomization one person gets placebo, two people get um, the drug. Um, But just like he said in um, the episode, you have, you know, indicators that somebody would be receiving the drug. So um, we did the MMTT, she passed it, C peptides were still working, what have you, she starts um, the day before you begin, you have to get a pick line. And so she goes, gets a pick line. We come the next day um, and she has um, like a four hour test again um, to show what's happening. And then if that continues on and you can pass that, then you begin and the medicine uh, is administered within about an hour or two. Okay. Um, very quickly, you can see that her disposition and demeanor change. She um, was exhausted that whole next day. Um, and, um, or that afternoon and into the, um, that following night, I don't think she was awake for like three hours that day. Okay. Um, and it's only, they start the medicine at like 
50% or it might be like 25, 50, 100 or somewhere like that, but it's not the full dose the first until day three. And so um, it didn't give them any indication just because she was tired because you also get like a jacked up amount of Benadryl so that you don't get sick. Um, and one of the reactions is a rash. And so they also give you that to kind of prevent that. Um, but the second day we got home, she slept for like four or five hours. Um, and then she got sick that night. And okay. so I texted the team and said that, and they're like, this can only, you know, really mean one thing, um, that it is, uh, it's an immune modulating drug. It's, it's, um, going to cause these things if she's getting it. And so, um, we have have talked through the entire study about her receipt actually receiving it and have made decisions based upon that we'll find out in july whether she actually was or was not but um we left the hospital on like something like 15 units of of you know with the standard 15 units of insulin ratio of one to 15 Mm -hmm. something of this nature and i have not used insulin before i i mean it changes you know she's a girl god bless her at hitting puberty and so it changes throughout the month but um i mean i sometimes i don't even have to give her insulin for things she'll the free snacks are typically anything under you know 15 carbs outside of like obviously having a half a bowl of pasta or something um but (laughs) she's at a friend's house having a popsicle the other girl's a type one and She's like over there bolusing for like two units, and Delaney's like, "Nope, it's a free snack. I'm good." So that's you know, just having the popsicle. Couple interesting things there. One of them is that you're in a blind study, but if you're going to have a reaction that needs some sort of intervention, how do they pretend that you don't know if you have it or not? Like that's a weird situation to be put in, right? Definitely, okay. definitely. And they said, like in in the beginning when we we're still asking questions, they said, you know although it's blind and we don't, I mean, the pharmacist mixing the compound doesn't even know if it's the drug or not. Um, We are just going to assume if she has no reactions that she's in the placebo. And Mm -hmm. if she is having a reaction that that is what it's from. We will, they, they do safety checks um, on labs every day. They are so thorough. It is so many vials of blood that are being taken. Um, they have to ask your permission for anything over a certain amount that they're taking like each day or each time period that you're um, like getting blood for, for various things. Um, if it's over a certain amount, they have to ask permission because it's, it's, it really is a lot, <laughs> but mm. no, it's crazy. Um, really? Um, no, it, it really is. And then like when you're there, they are um, like every 30 minutes drawing labs just to check like the difference in what's happening inside of your body during that time. Mm -hmm. Um, how much of the medicine or lack thereof, um, is functioning in and through your body. And then in between those infusions, um, you know, you have safety labs every month. So, um, that was a huge benefit to us because I was, um, you know, instead of the every three month appointments, I'm there, you know, once a month yeah. having labs drawn. I get to see your A1C all the time. I get to <laughs> make sure that, you know, well, can I ask she's you? not coming to beat me with the competition. Is she, is she using like a basal insulin? She is. Okay. Um, is it, is she in a pump or is she shooting it? Is it MDI? So now we are on a pump. So we left obviously at, um, on MDI, mm-hmm. um, and it was Basoglar and Novolog, and um, I feel like everything was was going swimmingly. But she wanted a pump. Um, we met a little girl that has type one, and she was on Omnipod as well. And so, um, you know, she showed her her pump and how they do it. And um, Delaney, my daughter, was just all over that. And so, um, as soon as we could get our hands on it, we did. And I would not go back. Um, it's it's her body, her disease. Ultimately, if she says I need a pump break, we'll do that. Um, and I feel like you know we would have the same control, um, especially no, you know, over a year in now. <laughs> if I know that you're going swimming the next day, I'm just not going to give you a bolus for the insulin or for the food. 
um, if you're going to jump in a pool or I'm going to lower the basal, you know, the night before, whatever. I feel like now I'm comfortable doing those things. Whereas before I was not, I didn't know enough about it. Right. Um, but now being on the pump, being able to go back and see history and know, um, what she does when she's anxious or nervous or excited, um, how she does in pools that's, you know, we're in Florida. So it's like extremely hot, what she does in heat, all those things. Um, I'm much more comfortable. So, um, you, but right now we're on a pump. Okay. Are you, um, are, do you believe that she's using less insulin now than she would have been if she wasn't in the trial? A hundred percent. How much, 100%. what's her basal rate? So we're in the middle of a growth spurt. So I'm not going to tell you today's cause today's is <laughs> just shoot it. And I'll give you a Gatorade at the end. Um, but Typically, it's somewhere between 0.4 and 0.6. What does she weigh? Um, um, she's about 103. She's 5'2". She's super tall for her age. She's 10 now. Um, but she's a solid, you know, 6 to pounds. 2 to 6 inches um, but just getting taller like, than her classmate. But just getting like 0.4 a, mm-hmm, an hour. Mm-hmm. So typically on Dash, my statistics were, were anywhere between 4 units and about eight units a day um mm -hmm. okay um and and then her ratio is crazy her ratios i mean her sensitivity factor is anywhere between you know 70 and 90 i have it dialed down a little bit right now because of her growth Mm -hmm. um and her ratio is silly it's it's been everywhere from one to a hundred um when i was barely having to give anything yeah um to now it's somewhere in the 40s so depending on what the meal is, one to four. Um, so that's, yeah, Arden's one to five right now. So um, that's wild. Yeah, that's uh, and and that is what's been interesting to watch is um, her little friend that we have is is like that. Like she's like, no, breakfast is like one to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, lunch and dinner a little bit higher, but um, it's it's just crazy. And snack, you know, like I said, she was the one we were having the popsicle with, and. She's like, no, I don't have to give them some of that. It's free yeah, for me. <laughs> she had like a little tick up and then it leveled back out. So it's just been wild. And I I stand by what my husband and I thought the very first time. We just have this information sitting at our fingertips. Um, and if this is able to go into a pool, I think it's about 320 people um, that were in the study around the nation. And if those 300 people... Um, placebo or medicine group um, can help. Um, you know, I know he said like in the future, their goal is for this to be in everybody's hands. If, if you begin to, if you have the autoantibodies or if you begin to, to become dysglycemic, that you can take this drug to offset um, the time in which you're going to be diagnosed. Um, I'm going to have a much easier time through puberty. I, I already see, good gravy how hard it is to you know change something that week before she she has not started all of those things praise the lord but man i can already see when it's gonna be and it is like dumping water into a garbage disposal and it is just doing nothing um and so i just keep dumping more (laughs) so i said to her today i'm like i feel like this is probably a growth spurt um, I'm not convinced it's not the site. We just switched to Omnipod five. Let's talk about that in a minute. Um, I'm still struggling to find, I just put it to manual today. Cause I was like, I, we've got to figure some things out before I go back. Um, but it's far easier than some of the other friends that we now have it's been interesting. are around that same age going through. Yeah. It's been interesting for me. Puberty to watch. and growth and stuff. Um, I'm sorry. It's been interesting for me to watch people who've never used an algorithm before just start using Omnipod five. And they say things that oh. are so obvious to people who've used them before. Like, do you know every time I bolus for a meal, it cuts off uh, the basil? I'm like, yeah, that's how they work. And it, and, no. but, yeah, and and so it's if your settings aren't right, it's not going to work, obviously. Uh, but the other it's thing with, with Omnipod Five is it being a learning system. How long have you been wearing it? Um, this is Pod Four, so it's super 
super early. And yeah. I, for the first two pods, I did what everybody said and I left it alone and I touched nothing. I input the correct settings that they told me to. Um, and against all better judgment, I just, I let the high go high. It caught all the lows, praise Lord. Um, but I let the high go high and I, I gave the correction and, but I, how high, um, how high is, ah, uh, anything above 250, I was wanting to throw up at. Okay. Uh, we normally stay between 80 and 120. Yeah. Um, her highest spike, um, like, <laughs> let's say she's having cereal or whatever. Like if I, if she were to get to 180, that was high. Right. Um, everything was, was really dialed in on dash and that was not the case. Like we have, she had ketones one day so far on five. Did you, did you um, I'm sorry. Did you happen to notice that um, it, when the blood sugar is elevated, if you just, if you go into the bolus calculator, don't put in any carbs, tell it to use the CGM. It will often suggest insulin. Were you using that insulin when it did that? Or did you not see that? No, I had no idea about okay. that. So that was- I've read everything about it and I've gone back through the videos again. The the biggest problem for us is like the second she was having a great line and she ate food and she kept spiking so high and I yeah I could not stop it and I after the second pod I was like that's dumb I I'm not going to let this happen um, and so I just started overshooting mm-hmm. but then that would obviously cause a problem later um, because basil will eventually turn back on. And uh, it just, it's been a huge, huge learning curve. So all you guys that do loops and everything, y'all tell me all your secrets. Cause I am, I am here for it. I really, really, well, I don't think I pushed very hard to get it. But. I don't think that what you do with loop is what you do with Omnipod five. So it's their algorithms, but they're different the way they work. I'm actually going to be recording a, a pretty big, what kind of a mini series about Omnipod five with Omnipod at the end of this month. So I should have That's it out. Great. I should have it out in a, a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it's tough because the idea is let it go, let it learn. And, but at the same time, you're not, you, you may have come from a world where, like you said, 80 to 120 is your range. You don't see like, I mean, listen, that's how I think of it. 80 to one, uh, 70 to 120 is Arden's range. 140 is, you know, I'm like, eh, all right. After a meal, as long as it comes back pretty quickly at 160, I think is a miss on a meal. And I treat 180 like a high. And so that's just sort of how we've been. What I can tell you is that so far on Omnipod five is that Arden's standard deviation is better. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's, that's a highlight. I will tell you that the first couple of weeks, it was, or the first week and a half, I was like, oh God, like this is not going well. But she was right. also in the middle of, I don't know, I couldn't tell. Like she's the poor Arden's still trying to figure out her hormones and that involves like right. birth control pills and stuff like that. So I was like, maybe we just started this at a bad time. So like right now she's in her placebo pills and this is going much better. But um, okay. I'm not sure what's going to happen tomorrow when she starts taking the pill again, if I'm, if I'm going to see it go the other way or not. Um, I'm not certain. So I'm just, I'm watching it and learning. And I figure at the very least, I want to understand it. And at, at, you know, my goal is to use it because to, to your sure. point, like she hasn't seen any, you know, well, there's been a couple of lows, but I can't tell you that it was the system because there's been times where we've been like, all right, look, I'm going to throw this in the manual for a minute and fix this, you know, and right. then put it back into auto. But it doesn't catch my timings not right yet, putting it back into auto like I could when I would like open the loop. And then mm-hmm. because that happened with loop too, like I, I, I hope people understand, like I had to open the loop and fix blood sugars with loop mm-hmm. too. And then I was just super good at closing the loop and catching the drop. Um, with this one, the first couple of times, I think I was closing it or I was going back into automatic, which would be the equivalent of closing the loop. Um, I think I was doing a little late. And so she was getting lower later. I actually Mm -hmm. did it last night pretty well. And it was super simple. Like she was 160. I couldn't tell why. I think it might've been, I don't know, honestly, it might've been a little bit of a, like a protein rise after, um, 
like a, a, a kind of a meat heavy sandwich that she ate for dinner. And so I saw like mm-hmm. this 155, 160, and I watched it for a while. I'm like, this isn't, it's not getting it, you know? So I put it into manual. I bolused uh, what it asked for plus a little more. And mm-hmm. then it started to drop pretty quickly. It's super interesting when you put the basil back on how quickly you'll see the yeah. blood sugar come down, right? And then yeah. I was I was able to put it back into manual and uh, she drifted in around 84. The problem with it becomes then in loop, loop would have seen Arden's 84 is in range and it would have kept working. Omnipod 5 is targeting 110, so it's taking right. Basil away still, and then she rises back up very, very slowly in fairness to it over many, many hours overnight. But then when she wakes up in the morning and her feet hit the floor, there's not enough Basil there to help with it, and then she's walking out to school with like a 140 blood sugar. And it yeah. it, it usually brings it back within like two hours. It's 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 not – had I never seen – had I never seen Loop – I would tell you, like, this is pretty amazing. And, and I do think for a vast majority of people, like, once yeah. you learn how to use it, I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, and it might be fantastic for us. Like, we've not decided yet what we're doing. Like, we're certainly not, you know, we're not just going to use it for two weeks. Like, she's she's going right. to put her head down and use this for a while. So we'll see. But I take your points very much. Well, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited just <laughs> for the sleep values. So, um, but I just, I cannot sleep with her being at 140. That does not, that's not comfortable for me. Um, and so, you know, I woke up to it last night and I was like, I'm done. So I switched it to manual and I used it like a threw some insulin in and I was like, sugar mate will call me if something happens. And I slept. It was great. She woke up at like 90 and I was happy as clam. Did so, you send her off to school this morning in manual? Oh, we are done with school. Oh, okay. Praise the Lord. Oh, okay. We are in the freedom state of Florida. Is she, and... is she sleeping still <laughs> or is she awake? <laughs> no, she's awake. She's actually an early bird. We're both um, early birds. So um, she was up by about eight. And um, Did you leave so it in manual this morning? She's doing stuff. Or did you put it back into I did. Yeah. No, I left it in manual. I told her I need it. So just the whole time we have been battling the highs. And so yesterday was a little bit better. Um, I finally switched it back into auto. Um, I changed some things. I researched a bunch of stuff. I changed some things. I put it back into automatic. It was fine. Um, and for her, she lays her head down. So hers is not feet on the floor. Hers is head on the bed. Right. The second she lays her head down, she is, if I did nothing, she would be at 250 before I could mm-hmm. fix it. So typically I'm giving her a unit before she like goes to bed yeah. um, and just kind of letting it, it get in there before she actually lays down. Um, and I, I thought that I had enough in her last night and so it did not happen mm-hmm. and I let it go and I let it go. And like I said, it was like one in the morning and I was like, this is so dumb. Stop being high. So the so only thing a bunch. My, my, I don't, I haven't been with it long enough to give advice about it, but the one thing I can tell you is go into the bolus calculator Tell it to use the CGM number, and it might suggest insulin. My my okay. finding so far is if you bolus the insulin it suggests, it doesn't cut the basal away. Mm. So, uh, what I'm guessing is is this is the amount of insulin that it's. Ta- this is completely a guess. I have no idea, but in my mind, this is the amount of insulin it's going to add through basal. But you can bolus it now, and I might be wrong about that. We'll see when I talk to because I'm actually going to have somebody from the. The, the company on to ask the questions of so um so we'll okay, see we'll double check that with them because yeah. that is that is one of my questions. don't worry important. that's one of my questions yeah. for them like what is that and, and by the way <laughs> that's if it, been if it wants me to have point sure. four why doesn't it just give it to her and they're gonna say well that's not how well, the algorithm's built which i, I know too. and that's my other question and i've said this in the the facebook group is several people put up what they i'm not putting what i think yet because i don't i don't have I don't think I have good results for people to come ask questions about, but for other people that have done that, one of my questions was, okay, but I like, I woke up the last time I gave her insulin was like, you know, eight, nine, 10 o'clock. I woke up and she still had like 0.25 on board. What, why, why didn't it release the rest of that insulin? And she was sitting at like one, and I have everything. 110 is high. 110 is low. I don't have any, (laughs) 
I Once had, she gets to one ten, yeah, push it down. I had I had a little um, confusion last night around that too. Like she ate at like eight o'clock, and at twelve thirty, it still thought she had insulin on board, but her blood sugar was one fifty. And I'm like, eh, right. that don't seem right. So why I'm, is it not? So somebody said that that is. Oh golly, what did they say? They said I'm not going to make sense of it now. You can go back and look. It's well, but. So, I'm right now. I'm avoiding everything everyone is saying online. I'm just trying to absorb. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'm absorbing what's, what's happening. happening. I don't care what anybody else is having happen right now. Like I don't want to get. Yeah. I almost think of it sort of similarly to why I was upset earlier when someone said, "Hey, your kid's gifted. Look out for autism." Like I don't. I don't want <laughs> to. I don't want to look for things that aren't there. I just want it to happen, sure. and I can try to absorb it. So. Anyway, we'll yeah. see what I mean. This is very early on in all this, to be honest with you. I don't I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. So I just like to um I just like to sit and wander around all the data and but there's not enough that they have released that I can sit and read. So, so there's not like a New England yeah. Journal of Medicine article it's so I can read about it. I'm I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, I don't want to hear what is happening to anybody. I don't care about your opinions or I will later. Later, I'm going yeah. to, but I need to know what I think before I start asking other people what they're seeing because they might not be seeing what they think they're seeing. I don't know. Right. Um, well, that's true. And I yeah. don't necessarily care about their opinions, <laughs> um, but I care what your experience is. Yeah. Because you're getting there. May, um, assist me. Don't worry. Two more time. weeks. Two more weeks. I'm going to start yeah, picking around in people's. Uh, in through people's posts but um all right so shannon i have to go i gotta jump off i have a call i have to make i'm so sorry um did we cover everything that you wanted to talk about we did i want i just want people our our clinical trial was intense we we were at the hospital for 12 days twice over over a year and a half and at the the clinics you know every month otherwise um that doesn't have to be what is happening you can can sign up through TrialNet. You can sign up just looking at stuff on clinicaltrials.gov. You can mm-hmm. talk to your doctor. And whatever the passion happens to be, if that is cardiology, if that's neurology, if that's um, diabetes, um, sign up. That's how we have all this. I mean, we have Tylenol because somebody years ago went through a clinical trial. So um, sign up, get more information. It's going to be wildly helpful. Teplizumab is, is 100% all that he said it is cracked up to be. Um, I'm convinced it will be one of the the first drugs to offset um, diagnosis of clinical onset. Um, and I'm I'm just here for it. I'm just excited that we had that opportunity. I'm so thankful for the doctors that um, do it every day. I mean, um, Delaney has two five-inch binders full of information about everything that's happened over the past 18 months. Um, and that's just been wildly helpful um, in me learning as well as, as, you know, hopefully others. We've had, you know, others, friends of ours that, hey, because you've shared your story, because you, you know, share so much of what's happening with your life, we were able to catch that and we're in the hospital now being diagnosed. Um, Or, you know, just what have you. I just, it's it's empowering. Not everybody loves data like I do, but um, it's like my husband said, like if we can help somebody not have to go through this at another time in their life, or even like like what's happening with us. I'm still using insulin. She's going through a gross bird. I'm dumping all of it in that I can't. But it's going to be easier for me to manage um, because I believe in this drug that it has helped protect part of her pancreas. And and you know I'm able to then um, maneuver more easily. It's able to come down faster. I'm able to like catch it at the bottom so that. Just dump the insulin in. Let's see what happens. And um, I, I just cannot tell enough people to jump on a clinical trial enough. Well, and it, it doesn't even have to be at a hospital. Like, do it from your phone. Yeah. No, it's very nice of you to do that and to spread the word. I appreciate it very much. I agree with you. Um, that's it. I appreciate you coming on. I thank you so much for your time. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors. Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. You spell that G V O K E G L U C A G O N dot com forward slash juice box. And I'd also like to thank US Med and remind you. 
to go to usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. US Med is where Arden gets her Omnipod and Dexcom supplies from, and so could you. Just a quick note here, you should try to find the private Facebook group for the podcast. It's terrific. Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes, 34,000 plus members in it. Going strong. It's a private group. Um, Doesn't cost anything. Lots of great information floating around there in support. Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. Honestly, it doesn't matter what kind of diabetes you have. You enjoy the group. What else? Uh, If you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with someone else. That always is a big help. And that's pretty much it other than to say that I appreciate very much that you listened today, and I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.